Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Take This Job and Love It, the podcast that walks you through the various stages of the professionalization process and helps you navigate that pesky job search. My name is Brian Fournette. I serve as Senior Associate Director in the Office of Career Strategy at Yale University, and today I'm joined by my colleague, Julia. My name is Julia Burke, and I'm a Senior Associate Director in the Office of Career Strategy. Wonderful. And today we are here to talk to you about staying flexible and seeking skill development in the time of a global pandemic. Uh, flexible is the key operative term here today, but uh, I think you'll be happy to find that um, compromise need not uh, completely overtake this process. And there are actually some really nice, logical, simple ways to help uh, develop your skills in a, a creative uh, context, but in a useful context that will lend itself towards your eventual uh, career or job search. Yeah, and this is not a one-size-fits-all approach either. So in terms of that flexibility, skill development for one person might not be skill development for you. So we'll walk through a number of ways that one can still seek out professional skill development. You can employ many of these. You can employ a few of them. Absolutely. And it's important to define our terms and what we talk about skills. Um, there's a couple different ways to do this, but conventionally when I work with students, I will talk about technical and transferable skills. Um, there are other other ways you can talk about them, hard and soft. I, I, I Hard and soft always sounds a little, seems a little less than to me. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. And I think what we just mean by that is the hard skills are what you were saying, Brian, technical skills. Mm -hmm. You might think of like programming or a certain type of research skill. And by soft, we just mean something more like program management, communication style, mm -hmm. um, navigating uh, conflict. And, and those are kind of that those examples of hard and soft. So yep. we don't mean lesser than, but just different ways to think about them. Yeah. And I think it's good for people to sort of be in tune with and appreciative of both of these skill set areas. Um, as it re as relates to the pandemic and the situation that we've been living through uh, over these several months, I don't think it is, it would be rash to say that you can, you should only be focusing or you can only focus on transferable skills in this pandemic. I think instead it's about looking around at your specific situation. As Julia said, it's no one size fits all approach. And to think about, given the situation that you yourself are in today, uh, given the challenges that you face today, given your priorities as they exist today, what can you work on? How can you work at it? And let's set realistic goals for ourselves, right? So um, Julie and I were, were in preparation for this episode. We were, we were speaking a little bit about um, the staying flexible concept. And, you know, right now we are doing this podcast. Uh, we usually do this in a studio uh, sitting next to one another. And now we're doing it via Zoom and uh, using a couple using of our iPhones. voice memos on our, on our <laughs> iPhones, actually. Using voice memos to get yeah. the job done. And so <laughs> that flexibility and that ad adaptation becomes a really powerful, and strong and compelling narrative when you think about how you talk about yourself. As I think we've said in probably every episode where we've talked about the pandemic, this is a universally shared experience. And because of that universally shared experience, you owe it to yourself to appreciate these moments where you had to take initiative, where you had to implement change, 
where you had to adapt for a means of moving forward. Because I can imagine, and I won't speak for anyone else, but I can say for myself, there's a lot of days and times where I'm just like, let's just stop and go back to bed. Right. Because this is, this is difficult. <laughs> I, yeah, I can agree with that. Right. But you're right, Brian. It's, you're, you're kind of stopping where you are. And I, I do want to say that um, as you, th- this episode, we're, we're kind of talking about skill development and oftentimes we might think about kind of future actions, but we should also pause and think about all the actions you took to adapt to a virtual setting, to move into kind of a, a new ambiguous um, environment. So those actually are skills that you've had to navigate and develop. So you can actually kind of think about things that you've already done and then use maybe some of the examples and suggestions and tips on this episode to think about moving forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's all sort of, you know, dovetails nicely. I think, you know, and we think about, we say the word skills over and over again. I think we all have, our, we, we've, you know, as we've already tried to identify those terms, I think it's also about appreciating the small things in these moments, right? Because of the situation that we may find ourselves in, um, and, and being in a, a primarily virtual environment, it may um, deny us some of the conventional routes to develop skill that we become associated with, be they extracurricular activities in a conventional sense, uh, internships in a conventional sense, research in a conventional sense, on and on. What we can still do in these moments is A, appreciate the adaptation that we present, and that unto itself is a development of that particular skill, a skill of adaptation. It is. We can think about unique ways that we, if we haven't done this before, or if maybe we're doing it more or differently in this environment, how we think of ourselves as mentors or teachers or uh, folks where our uh, communicative skills are being exemplified and refined and built upon. That can be very powerful as well. Same thing with, you know, writing, creative energies, project management. A lot of the transferable ones uh, tend to tend to shine just as brightly in this environment if we rethink the way by which they can be conveyed, right? Yes. I mean, one example of that is, um, you know, collaboration even. So within Absolutely. the Office of Career Strategy, how do we collaborate with each other virtually? And so not only have we developed what we kind of referred to earlier as soft skills and this transition from maybe an in-person brainstorming session to virtual, but we've actually also learned new online platforms that allow us to do that. So oftentimes this transition, as you're saying, Brian, you're honing skills and learning new skills, but you're incorporating other maybe platforms or additional elements to these that you may not have had before. So recognizing all of that is a really great start and even potentially updating your resume. So if you were part of a student group on campus who met in person in, you know, let's say, you know, a year or two ago, and you're still part of that group, something that you could add to your resume is how did you transition into an online setting? What mm-hmm. was the project management skills associated that? Was there any new online platform you used? So that is a skill that can go on your resume and it's a shared um, experience across virtually all industries at this time. And so potentially future employers could see, wow, they adapted quickly to this new environment and this is how they did it. Absolutely. I think it's also finding the appreciation for those moments Mm -hmm. as they occur, right? Because 
um, I won't say it's a cynic that would think this, but it's understandable for someone to say, well, yeah, so we moved everything to Zoom. So what? Everyone's using Zoom right now. But I can guarantee you um, those transitions for a lot of professionals were not always so smooth. And so your creative energies or your willingness to embrace that technological um, maneuvering is going to be part of this new narrative. And you want to be able to, you should be able to appreciate that, right? Because it's about building the confidence if, of these accomplishments in the moment. And, um, you know, you even mentioned just updating your resume, which I think is really funny because, you know, depending on who you talk to, we can either feel like we've been home for seven months or seven days or seven years, seven, 70 months. It doesn't, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's important to also be mindful of that update. Um, I'd say, you know, every three or four months, frankly, uh, because a lot can happen in that period of time. And because of the sort of redundancy, apparent redundancy of the days, if you're staying at home or if you're you know, quarantined or hunkering down, whatever you're doing, you want to be able to appreciate that. And you don't want to have everything consolidate to such a degree that it just feels like, well, it was March and then it was October and I was still at home. And so you want to be able to appreciate the nuance of what you've done with that time over the course of that time. And I think when we, if we take a moment to look back on it and reflect, we'll see how much has ab absolutely occurred during that time. It may not always follow the conventional model as we've identified, but it nonetheless is part of this universally shared narrative of what did you do during that time? Mm -hmm. And when we're talking and when you say universally shared narrative, you know, what pops in, what just popped into my head was um, for, for, many undergraduates, let's say there were a lot of summer experience, summer professional experiences that moved from an in-person experience to a remote experience or may have unfortunately been canceled altogether. And so we're not, of course, suggesting the cancellations go on a resume. But if you're talking about skill building, you're also talking about resilience in, in, in a sense. And so in future conversations, um, you may, you, you know, I would probably advise not saying, well, this was all canceled and, you know, I just didn't know what to do. It's not kind of that um, approach, but you could actually talk about some of the transferable skills in, in saying, you know, my summer was not what I had originally planned when I learned X and Y was canceled. I kicked my search into high gear. I identified a new opportunity. I, this is what I gained from that opportunity. And overall, I learned A, B, and C. So mm -hmm. it, it actually can, you know, become part of this story beyond what's on your resume. You know, we've been talking a lot about how you've maybe moved online or what is or maybe is not on your resume. But um, when we're thinking about this universal experience, uh, many people, many employers know that a lot was abruptly disrupted in summer 2020, if we're kind of talking about that time frame, And so being able to talk about the uh, experience in a light of skill building and resilience will um, resonate with people. And, and appreciating that transferability of skill can add to the storyline. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's about establishing or being mindful or being uh, accepting of the fact that in this moment, um, the bar is a little lower. Um, not to say that we're going to overinflate simple experiences, you know, uh, starting a 
sourdough starter doesn't make you a chemist all of a sudden. Right. But you can find ways to, again, showcase what you did in the midst of this sort of known known. Um, you know, how did you work with your um, fellow students to prepare for examinations in, a, in an entirely virtual space, if that was something that you hadn't done previously? Um, to Julia's example previ- uh, that she said prior about uh, a, an extracurricular club that suddenly had to do all of its, you know, do all of its uh, engagement in a virtual space. How did that change for something that is so otherwise rooted in person-to-person engagement. Um, These stories evidence a methodological approach that you bring that can be then taken, lifted, and grafted on to that future job or internship. And these are examples of how you cope, how you adapt. You you think of a common or almost like tropey interview question, one that I actually use, um, I say tropey, but I use it with great pride in my, Hmm. my advising sessions is, how have you experienced adversity in a work environment or a professional environment? How you how do you deal with that? This yeah. is the moment. This we have is seven it. months of this, yes. and, you know, and we'll have many more months. It is. These are the these are the times where you can showcase that. And to Julia's point again, not bemoan the situation, but I mean, although we're, I think we're all doing, we cannot, that. we can personally, <laughs> we can do that it. at a I different didn't time. Mean that, but hey, that's that's but, true. <laughs> In these moments of thinking about how we professionally develop, right. we think, given the unfortunate situation we find ourselves in, then what happened? And that's the story. That's the part of the story we want to focus on. So then what? What, what occurred next? And exactly, we want to try to kind of ride that, um, not only so that we have a nice story to tell at the end of this, but it's good for us to do that spot check on ourselves in the moment to say, okay, it's been X number of months since I, you know, kind of stop doing the things I traditionally do. Who who am I through all of this? Right. I think we owe ourselves yeah. that moment to feel good about it because we haven't turned into a puddle. We haven't just stopped doing everything. We adapted. Mm-hmm. And it may not be, you know, the end of the tunnel. We may not have had the best perfect most perfect time with it, but something came of it. So let's celebrate what that is. Yeah. And this is a lot to say about those um soft skills. Um, And I think it's also a really great time. And we've seen a lot of this in terms of developing what we might think of as hard skills. And that's another option too. But I want to say it's not necessary. I've heard a lot that, um, uh, you know, maybe students or, or even friends of mine really want to take what we perceive of as this extra time, quote unquote, at home, to take a class or to learn a new skill or to, um, you know, just engage skills in a new new way. And that's great. And I would really encourage those who are interested in in that process to do so. But I also am aware that this is a very difficult time. And so it's not a requirement of a pandemic where there's a lot going on. There are a lot of stressors to feel as though we need to take the time to learn some of these hard skills. So I just wanted to note that I think Brian and I can probably share a lot of really great resources if you do want to do that. But I think I wanted to um, provide a bit of a disclaimer first. Yeah, I don't think we want to treat this as competition. Exactly. We look outwardly and say, well, they did you know, all these things I should be doing just as much. I think at this point, it's only beneficial to ourselves to sort of get a temperature gauge of where we are, how we feel 
in what we need or want to do given where we are in this situation. And yeah, there's no need to feel like you need to come out of this having mastered five languages and you suddenly know how to, you know, throw a really good pot around on a, on a pottery wheel. Like you don't need to have that. But if that's what motivates you, if that's what makes you feel better in all this, that's fine. Or if it's somewhere in between, which is probably where most people are, that's also fine. Exactly. Um, Exactly. But it's just about appreciating what does occur because a lot of people I think will get down on themselves thinking I haven't done anything. And then when we ask them to take that step back and look from a broader context of what they did, the mere adaptation of getting through the semester or getting through last summer or getting through this fall. Um, these are moments to celebrate. You can hang your hat on those as experiences. They are Mm -hmm. completely unconventional, but they are anecdotes. They are examples. They are evidence of your ethos in real time. And so you want to be able to, to embrace that. Right. It's kind of just addressing the, the mentality of, I want to make the most of this, you know, and I, I, there's so many ways. And I think it just, goes back to what we said earlier in the episode. It's not a one size fits all approach. Well, I think this it's is like, what works for you. Yeah. I think that that mental attitude works best almost like in a conventional vacation. I feel like it's a very adult thing to be like, I've got some time off. This is what I want to do with my time. And I admire the notion, but like, this is not a vacation. Right. This is not, yep. this is not like free time. This exactly. is, if anything, it's like hyperactive life. Because mm-hmm. you suddenly you remember remember like months ago we were like spraying our groceries with like vinegar or whatever. Right. Like, I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, we had to think of these things. I was not in the right mindset to learn a new right. language. I just wasn't. And, and but that ability <laughs> to to cope and adapt with that situation mm-hmm. may not be the only story we want to have come out of it, but it is certainly something that you get to sort of look at yourself for you as a private example of what you're capable of doing. I think that's something that we really want to try to channel that, that positivity toward. Yeah. But as we, as we grow and as we continue to adapt, you know, to Julia's point, there are some, you know, conventional avenues and resources that we can use if we are ready to do something different or additional, um, to, to kind of line a few of those out. Um, we have, um, through Yale uh, specifically, but I think this is a resource can be available to to you know far beyond that is uh, LinkedIn Learning is a popular resource that can provide you with uh, resources for skill development in areas like project management, leadership, business analysis, software, web development, so on and so forth. Those things can be obviously very helpful in a broader context. They have much more of a clear professional uh, tint to them but they are certainly not exclusive categories and you don't need to only pick from those uh, options, but they are something that can be helpful if you're looking to frankly, just pass the time. But if you're also thinking, how can I continue to pursue something that I know is beneficial to me? And then it will also have um, positive reverberations in my professional existence moving forward. Yeah. LinkedIn learning is great for that. Like you said, Brian, definitely a, a professional development approach to their their courses, whether again, it's a hard technical skill or maybe a soft skill. Um, and they do have so many options and I'll note that you can add that to your resume. It does. It's not a certificate giving course, but you can talk about, you know, this many hours of a LinkedIn learning course on X topic. 
And those topics may have reverberations through your other roles, right? As a right, student, right. as a mentor, as someone involved in a particular group or organization, in whatever community or communities you belong to, mm-hmm. these things can then be sort of leveraged in those moments and they become, they add to the depth of those experiences as well. Right. Um, we mentioned technology before, and I think that's one that should not be undersold, especially given the adaptations that people have had to make. You mentioned earlier about like working with, co- I mean, we use a lot more like different file sharing and, and other avenues that I think we used in much more moderation before we lived in an entirely virtual space. And that may not, may not be new for, for other people out there, but these simple things, these low bars do uh, collectively add up to something if we only choose to acknowledge them. Sure. And another, you know, if we're talking about some online courses, Brian, I'll definitely put out Coursera. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I think a lot of people may already know about that, but if you don't, those are free university, um, or many of them are free um, university courses that you can take on any number of subjects. So some of Mm -hmm. them may not be pre-professional, but a great way to maybe explore uh, you know, a, a topic that's not your major or just something you've always wanted to, to know more about. Um, you know, I can even give a quick shout out to my mom, if I can, who's now taking a composting class online through University of Vermont. So you can really get into any type of topic you want to learn a new skill. It doesn't have to be pre-professional. That's great. Yeah. Excellent example. Um, and then another one that's like, you know, I think come up as sort of a more popular example uh, but I think does does uh, does match nicely what you just mentioned is uh, learning new languages. You know, Duolingo yeah. as an app is really helpful. Local libraries have a lot of online catalogs. Um, even just like Zoom calling with uh, friends of yours who are uh, native or fluent speakers in other languages can be a helpful way for you to uh, become more familiar and fluent in that language. And um, you know, certainly no um, no small feat there either. Absolutely. And there are even other online opportunities here too. So one that I know about, Brian, is called Forage. It's free for students. You can sign up, move through um, simulated internships, which teach you about um, what one might expect as an entry-level person in that career path. They're presented by real companies, and it's a great way to just start identifying skills that you have, that uh, that you can showcase or skills that you realize you may need for that industry. So there's a lot of these mixes of professional focused uh, online classes, maybe something a little bit more for fun, maybe something uh, kind of like an app like Duolingo that's just maybe 15 minutes a day, even all the way to some simulated work experiences. So there's such a variety out there for what we think of as skill development. Excellent. Yeah, and so I think it's important to you know, as you come up with these ideas, big and small, low bar, high bar, whatever they may be, you know, jot these down, hold on to these, and A, allow yourself to appreciate how far you've come through all of this, and B, realize that you don't need to get all of these things done in a day or a week or a month or at all, and Mm -hmm. that as we continue to go through this with a, you know, questionable timeline, we're just trying to kind of help ourselves work through the process with the time that we have and allow ourselves to um, develop that sense of either belonging to a project or within a group that I think is really helpful during this time. But it doesn't mean that it has to be constant. 
It doesn't have to be all encompassing. It doesn't have to overtake or become uh, a skewed priority. It's just something that should balance out your experience through these times. And as, as we record this, as we sort of look at the, you know, fall and winter to come, I think that's ever more important because we don't need to feel as though we need to conquer everything in a day or a week or a month. Yeah, exactly. Ryan. Yep. So, um, any final thoughts, Julia, on this as we, uh, wrap things up? I think we've covered a lot, Brian. I'm really uh, happy that we went through some overarching approaches to thinking about how we've moved through the past few months, as well as what we might want to consider if we're open to some skill development in the future. We've talked a lot about those technical skills, um, transferable skills. So I think we've covered a lot today. Good. Excellent. Well, we'll certainly provide an update in the uh, weeks or months to come if it comes to it. And uh, better or worse, if we're there, we'll be there with you. Um, Absolutely, we will. But yeah, you can refer to our website for publicly available supplemental information on this and a lot of other uh, topics related to the professionalization uh, path or job search at uh, ocs.yale.edu. And until then, uh, we leave you uh, for now, but we will uh, be back with another episode in the near future. Thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you around. Take care. Bye.